0: Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own first-hand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thank
1: you so much for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I'm very excited to be coming to you today with another fresh new episode for your Friday. Uh, We are blessed to have a really, really, really great guest interview on today. This one's been in the works for the last couple months, just trying to get schedules aligned and things like that, time zone, different differences. Um, This is from the West Coast. All the way from the West Coast, we have Evan Newcomb on from Pride Hardscape today. And uh, this is one that, like, I've, I've been wait, waiting to do this interview for so long, and I'm so glad we got to do it. Uh, it was a really fun conversation. Evan got uh, into the nitty-gritty of why he restructured his business. He downsized. Um, they're seeing more profit now, some things that he would have done differently when he had a large company, and now what he's doing to uh, grow his company large again. So kind of going back to the basics, uh, but the title of the show, you got to sell it to install it. That's a really good one. We get into that into this episode. Uh, I really believe this one is worth the time to listen in. Uh, there's some good value here. I am super appreciative for Evan coming on and joining us today. I hope you enjoy it. Let's hop in.
2: My name's Evan Nanookum. I own Pride Hardscape Construction. We're based out of a town in Albany, Oregon, and we pretty much serve uh, about, I don't know, 100-mile radius around where we're at, so like all the way up to Portland, Oregon. People know that name, to like Eugene, Oregon, and to like, the, the coast area. Yeah, so you're um, over and-
1: there by the uh, the Oregon Ducks then, right?
2: Yeah, the d- ducks, oh yeah, no. Yeah. I, I'm you're a beaver.
1: A, you're a beaver? a beaver? So you're I'm so you're not a bow fan then?
2: No, I'm no hell no. What? Uh,
1: we, yeah, <laughs> so, this no, is I, we have a little bit of like we can relate here because I'm an Auburn fan. So, you know, Bo, well, ca- Bo came up from Auburn. So, has he like yeah. and he lives like he like where he's from is like 10 minutes from where I live. So, like, when he comes home, we see him around at local restaurants and stuff. Uh, has he like kind of taken Oregon by storm? Like, is he like the popular dude now?
2: I don't, I don't even pay attention to Oregon, yeah. don't even pay attention when they when their stats come on I turn to the next channel like we are <laughs> you are a are, diehard beaver then but we're, yeah I mean like our rivalry is the silver war man like that's like it's been going i mean we can't they don't call it that anymore yeah they call it, I mean but uh yeah I mean it's uh it's a very like you know like how we're kind of getting left in the pack two in the dust there's a def- definitely hard feeling our goal for beavers this year is definitely to show but like we, they they pick the wrong people like the ducks are gonna get blown up when they go in those big conferences dude the ducks yeah. are gonna get they don't know what's gonna hit them.
1: Yeah. So what is What is Oregon State? What are y'all doing? What what conference are y'all gonna end up in? I don't.
2: We have even a decision yet, dude. We really? might be. I, yeah, dude. Like it's it. It's screwing with a lot, you know, because our baseball program is really good too. Really. So yeah, like our gymnastics is national. Like we have a lot of national ranking, but like we're just a small town, you know. We only have seventy thousand people.
1: Wow. Yeah. So are so you? Just a- so are you like near Oregon State then? Like you're in that? Yeah.
2: Raised, born, raised in the town or Corvallis, which we're about forty miles uh, north of Eugene.
1: Okay, okay, yeah. Oh yeah. wow, so yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty similar. So, um, so you,
2: your guys, are mainly a lot of you like you're in the green industry, so that's where I started. So I started in the green industry when I was twelve years old. I started. My dad started Pride Landscape, so that's where the Pride name came about. Um, I took one care of one account. For So I was 12 till I was 34. So wow. 22 year, twenty two years. That's every a, year. <laughs> That's
1: a lot of times mowing.
2: Every week leaves bi-weekly, but there's about five of those counts I did that for. Um, when I actually, I didn't even sell my business when I started hardscape. I woke up one morning and go, I'm done mowing lawns. I told my wife, we have like a, at this point in time, we have a three-year-old daughter, another kid on the way. And I just said, I'm done. I, mm. I had 20 years of mowing lawns. Like I, it's my first career. I'm done. So I tried selling it. It wasn't working at all selling it. It was hard to sell. I mean, we had 65 to 75 accounts, man. Mm. Like we had a pretty good established, you know, like, you know, making 60 to $80,000 a year, you know, like it's yeah. okay. My, great. But, uh, and I just got rid of it all, sold all the equipment, and I took every dime I had and I invested it into a truck, a trailer, and got a SK800. So, same type of machine you're running right now. Yeah, yeah. That's what we started with. Um, and uh, I was able to purchase also a Sani 35 excavator, which is like an 8,000 pound machine. Um, if I would go back, if people are listening about transitioning, if I would go back, I would have bought a four thousand pound machine because those four thousand pound machines are so nimble, and our sandy tracks go from thirty six inches to forty eight inches, mm. um, and that sandy will lift a seven hundred pound boulder.
1: Wow! Yeah, so you guys, yeah, all day,
2: yeah, all day long. So if I was going back, starting, you know, talking about a lot of green industry, who people listen to you, um, like I would say I'd start with a four thousand pound excavator and an SK. 800, if you can afford it, in SK 1550, just because $500 to take out a fence post every time is well worth the power of that machine.
1: Yep. Yep.
2: Um, and that's the two lethal machines. I mean, like right now we're doing a hundred thousand dollar retaining wall and we've moved almost 160 yards of material with a buggy and a 4,000 pound machine and a ditch, witch with two guys
1: in a one week. Mm. Yeah. And, and you don't go home every day with your backs killing you. No one is. Yeah. That's, I remember you posted that real code as I said, no backs were harmed in this because, but no. I mean, that, that's, that's literally the goal. Like getting, getting mechanization. That's something we've been preaching here for the past couple years, years, and especially this year since I've got my machine and things. Like it, it's one of those things, once you do it, you'll never go back. Uh, but it's hard to, it's hard to understand how crucial it is until you make the jump. And
2: it's unbelievable crucial. I mean, like you have to think an SK800, if you have okay personal credit, and you can give half down on a payment. I'm always about putting half down on machines,
1: mm-hmm.
2: half down and pay half if the interest is right. You know, yeah, uh, keep the money in the piggy. Uh, but if you can do that, a payment's five hundred bucks a month. Yeah. An employee costs you three to four grand a month. The employee talks back, doesn't show up on time. Sometimes
1: they're back a lot of times.
2: A lot of a lot of times yeah. that you're. Not not my new ones, um, but the they listen to this. You guys are good. Hey, Jose, you guys are good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like you go back to that. It's the machine payment is cheaper than having two labor. I mean, it's it, then having you have two guys, two or yeah. three guys with the machine will do. You know. Yeah.
1: yeah no, so, I I totally get it. Um, so so let's talk like kind of the growth of your company. You made the transition from mowing into the hardscape. What what did the growth part look like because i know you just you've just kind of gone through some (laughs) rebranding of the company just as far as like how how you want to think set up and and stuff you downsize a little bit so talk about that i mean because that's one thing that i don't want to do um is i don't want to make i don't want to force people into bad decisions by saying hey buy this nice shiny piece of equipment and take on all this if you don't have the the workload Um, yeah
2: yeah my main thing was i mean when we first started so i'll tell you the truth when we first started we had no jobs lined up Literally, um, then COVID hit. So we're here, just going, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" You know, COVID's happening. You know, this is my fifth year. This is my sixth year going into this business. Mm. Um, so, like, we had a year kind of under our belt, and we were still doing some lawns, still doing some cleanups, just paying the bills. You know, trying to get through. And then that transition happened, and then COVID happened. And I'm telling you, what COVID made our business really. I mean, COVID hands down, 100 percent in my little community. Cause we have a very high blue number of people here, the blue state. Um, they freaked out and started not traveling, but they realized the manual labor can still go out and work. Yeah. So they go, well, we want outside living. Yeah. We want spaces. We want to redo our space. We're not going on our cruise that just got canceled for $30,000 for our whole family. Yeah. So all this money just started to kind of flow. Like we started getting jobs, 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 and, you know, it was uh, me and my foreman who was with me recently. He left, uh, started his own thing. We were together for 10 years. Um, and it's for the better for both of us. He needed to branch off. He was starting to kind of run the crew, and he needed to go run his own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, we, so we, that went down. So then we literally started to grow, grow. And then about third year in, I got bored with hardscapes. <laughs> Not bored, but I, I honestly uh, – sorry about that. I oh, you're good. About I honestly thought about stopping again, like going, what am I doing? Like third year in. And then I saw a post from Richard and RC outdoor imagine design and J squared. And I saw some crazy inlays, 45 degrees, like art. Mm -hmm. I, my background is art. Like I am an art guy. So like, I just was like, Whoa, what, what is going on? So I started digging in deeper. That's when we kind of started the Instagram. I started digging in deeper and going like like the West Coast is behind. You guys are like all oh, way ahead of us, like doing these inlays and all these crazy big format pavers. We don't even have those over here. They just started to come here. Yeah. So that got me re excited, and also the pool thing. Um
1: What do you mean by so inlays for somebody who doesn't know what that means? What what is an so inlay?
2: So like, so you do a main course of like 18 by 24 pavers. Um, You do a main course and then you, I I call it laying a rug, Mm -hmm. laying it in, but you actually like do like a, you cut out a herringbone pattern in the middle of that big 18 by 24 patio. You cut out an inlay where like chairs are supposed to go, a table is supposed to go. So you're actually laying a rug like you would indoors outside with pavers.
1: That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's literal art. Yeah.
2: You're cutting in a rug, you know, and it's like, oh, you cut in the area where people want to put the fire pit. So you change the color of the pavers, you chuck uh, the border color. Yeah. So all those East Coast, I mean, RC outdoor, I'll say it again, J squared, Annie Mulder, um, Signature, a lot of those guys, yeah, who I became friends with, um, Craig Scheller, Josh Sutton. I mean, I'll keep naming off all those Midwest guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But they just do a great job. And, it got me excited again. Um, and so we expanded up to, we had a point up to six employees. We had uh, three jobs going at once, uh, three, you know, three quarter million dollar jobs going at once the past two years. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, we did, you know, a uh, five man crew. We did 2.6 mil last year. Wow. Uh, but profit just wasn't there, truthfully told. So growing, the whole good point is growing the business so fast. It wasn't the profit. It was I was working too much, and we were not getting the right profit. So we only profited like twelve percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't. It's a, lo- it's a not lot tr- of work
1: to put in the ground for twelve percent. A lot I'm of logistics.
2: Truthfully, I'm truthfully telling this to the world. Like I mean, like you guys all know. Like you know, I had, I still have a successful business, but
1: correct. Yeah. It may
2: reevaluate the quality of life. Yeah. I didn't see my family. I didn't see my kids. I got a six-year-old and a 7 year seven-year-old and a ten-year-old. And my wife and me, you know, just didn't work out. I was gone. I worked 300 days a year. Mm. It, you know, it was just too much. So I would say if anything to people is go a little bit slower. I mean, don't look at other people's pages. Don't look at all these other people doing bigger and better things. Go for your goals, like use them as inspiration. Like, wow, I can get there someday. Like most of people are only doing it with three to five guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they're making great money. You know, there is a difference between, you know, there's a point where you have to get so big and be okay with 15% profit because you're so big and you're making millions still. Yeah. But when you're trying to really... It's a hard, numbers, it's
1: a hard jump to get there though. Like you're going through a, the desert to get there.
2: It's a, yeah, you're, yeah, exa- Yeah. And there, and the, you can see a lake, but you'll never get to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or you feel um, like you'll never get to it for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you feel like you never get to it. I mean, my father in law owns a successful uh, electrical company, has seventy five to one hundred employees all the time.
1: Wow!
2: So that's a big, and he started with one. Yeah. So like he made that leap, but I just you know I found out I don't want to do it, and uh, ever since we switched up to Synced Up with Weston, which is a bidding pro, so I don't know, software for uh, helping you with bidding and job management hours synced up i know you guys know all that you, you talk about it quite a bit actually yeah yeah uh, and i think there's lmn software there's another one too there's jobber right
1: think, mm-hmm. yeah there's all yeah. kinds there's a bunch of different ones for mowing and stuff synced up is definitely for landscape is um kind of as, as far as i've seen is the best one out there so
2: yeah and it really you know weston actually came in um i told him the only way i'd sign up for it weston shout out synced up your crew is awesome everything but i said the only way i'll sign up for it if you come build a water feature in Oregon so uh he I actually built a he built a really cool water feature with us with nethery um n c outdoor, so it was really cool um collaborating like that but
1: I remember he that helped. I remember seeing those stories of y'all like sitting in the coffee shop going over like, cause, cause it was back in the winter time, wasn't it like winter spring, yeah, dude, it was
2: January, and it was like we got it was snowed for two weeks after we were done with that water feature, yeah like I was like a- yeah. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: I was on synced up at that time, and I remember I was like building templates, and then I saw him out there, and you were you were like, "Hey, uh, uh, Weston's teaching you how to build a template and all this." I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! Like that's uh, that's awesome." I'm glad, it was, it, and that's a shout out to Weston and all of their customer service. Like it's it's unmatched.
2: Yeah, it really is, and you know, it, uh, we're not even using it to its full potential yet. I'll tell you that right now, Weston's yeah. gonna be mad at me. H and know he is. Um, but you know, it, it turned out that you know. We changed our numbers around. We got rid of a lot of payroll overhead. We got rid of some equipment overhead we didn't need anymore, and our profits went from twelve percent, and we're averaging between you know twenty five to thirty percent profit now. Yeah, since we've we've downsized, has it been an adjustment for me for budgets for spending and all that? For sure, it's different. Um, you know, you only have to book out. You know, I was always nervous. I wanted to be a year booked out or a year and a half booked out. But with a three man crew now, it's okay if you're only three or four months booked out because you're the right clients are coming to you.
1: Yeah. That's right. You're you're very picky choosy about what you want. So so I, I want to get into this as deep as you want to go. Um, we can keep yeah. it keep it as surface level as you want or as deep as you want to go. But you weren't running synced up during your time of growth. Um, no. So that Dude, would, that just no. like adds to it. Like that adds to the pressure that you were going through. Looking back on it now, um, so where you were at six guys, really quickly, where are you at now? What did you readjust to, um, as far as your company now?
2: I consider we have two and two in the field and myself, so just three. Like, I am now back in the field laying pavers, laying wall block. I'm dirty as heck right now. I got <laughs> dirt on my face. Yeah. Um, I'm back in the field, I've lost 15 pounds. I've kind of felt like I'm getting back to my normal self man like i was i would truthfully tell you guys like i mean don't expand too big and don't do quick because you just want to keep employees yeah like that was the only reason you know employees wanted more money where i had to go bigger this and that like we're only going to do maybe one to two pool jobs a year now maybe and they and they have to do the hardscape around it too so Mm. you know like there's but we're down to two guys now Um, and our goal to do, uh, one with me working is to do 1.3 to 1.4 with a, with that profit range. So if you go back on it at 2.5 with five or six guys at 12%, like I'm going to do the same.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so here I want to play devil's advocate. And not devil's advocate. Yep. I just want to get your opinion on this. So yep. now now you're back in the field. As you downsize, you're back in the field. And yep. that that is probably I mean, it sounds like that's something you want to be doing. You kinda of got re energized. Like you want you like doing the inlays now, like that is something that you want. Who knows what you're gonna look like in three to four years? You might readjust, family might adjust, you might be like, ah, I want to get some more out of the field, bring on another employer, whatever. But like for for the average guy who's like, let's let's grow um, I, I don't want to be in the field laying pavers, though. I, I want to be able to grow the business, have some employees, and I want to be able to be a little more hands-off. What does that look like? I mean, obviously, the, the software was synced up, I, th- I think, would, would have helped you probably tremendously. Like, you, you would probably say that yourself.
2: 100 percent If we would have had synced up from the start, we would have at least known what to charge. Correct, yeah. Like, not the actual, my, my bidding was fine. Like, you look at my bid jobs and my materials and my block and my hours, it's fine. I was not charging enough hourly for what my overhead was. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah. Like, my numbers for bidding were spot on, man. But was I making 20% on every material? No. Was I making? So, like, these, this is what helps the business expand. And when equipment breaks down, you have that money. Yeah. Yeah. So, I was like, when something really broke or something went wrong, like, we really had to push to get those jobs done to have that income to pay for that, where... If I would have set my profit range to 20% 20 to 30% and been charging the right labor, like we went from charging $92 an hour to $120.
1: Yeah. That's yeah, that 20, up.
2: That's $28 an hour each man. Yeah. That's not just one man. That's five guys at $28, $28 an hour we should have been charging.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 40
2: hours a week, we start timing. that. It's a lot of money
1: yeah that's not yeah that's lot, and it's just lost money like it's just lost so lost profit
2: I, I, I say for one getting a computer software program if you want to expand is, is mandatory i say if you want to expand your business you have to be in the field three to five years before you can officially bid a job correctly
1: mm. and okay I, so what is your thought on hiring so like here's my situation i'll use myself as an example i don't have i don't really have a desire to do hardscapes but if i did i have zero experience with hardscapes none um what what do you what would you what is your opinion on hiring something like paying a premium for a guy to come in with a lot of experience and and paying that premium, um, paying him a premium, but then they have like like what is your thoughts on that?
2: They had better have a good resume. A lot of people that have jobs at Hardscape for a while have their install in their in their head. So like if you're bringing on someone to train. Your guys and you start a new hardscape division. Yeah, then you better got you better have some good references and you better put in some field work with him to
1: make sure this guy's legit. So you want to be very particular in that hiring process.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're trying to just bring on, if you're an unexperienced employee employer like you in the hardscape industry, yeah, and bring on a foreman that says, "Yeah, I'm a bat bat as you know, badass." Yeah, yeah. come in here and we're gonna lay pavers and do base then he better come do it. Like maybe have a job set up at your house.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Like be like, all right, I want a water feature. I want a pergola. I want here, here you go. And here, here's your labor. Me. Yeah. Tell me what, to, tell me what to do mm. and put it on the spot. Give him a 2d design and say, here you go.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, or your mom's house, your grandma's house, whatever. Get someone to pay for it. You know, where you're, you're just paying for, they're paying for materials and you're helping out. Cause you're trying to find and give them a month, a job trial. Yeah cuz that's a really scary stretch you're going to. You could go through a lot of employees and waste a lot of money.
1: Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, that, and and I wanted to hear your opinion on that because I think there's a lot of guys in that situation. Um <laughs> but so I like what you're saying though. If you if you don't go that route, then you need to give you need to put time in in the field. Um but Or go tra- go to, during the winter time you guys yeah, shut down Yeah. Go train, pretty- yeah.
2: Go train like, you know, I you know I, I don't, you know, I have to be I, I I'm considering in a 2025 doing a West Coast kind of training, you know, hardscape, but like go a mentor, I think, is huge, but also you have to have budget for that. Yeah, People just start buying all this. All of a sudden, they're spending $1,200 a month for a mentor, synced up. You also have to budget for this. So what I would do is get the program first and budget for the things you want and then work for a year, and by the time you work for that year, you'll have a savings for those equipment, for that truck payment, for this, the expansion. You'll have all that money if your computer software program has it to you.
1: Yeah. You need to have that, you need to have that software in advance of you even ever trying to make that yeah. jump. Yeah.
2: Yes. So then, you know, uh, okay, I can sell $120 an hour to this person. Like I'm going to bid this, at, I'm going to bid it a hundred hours and I'm going to put my 20% on top of that. And you're going to feel confident in your charging rate that you can perform the, to that rate mm. and sell that. Cause dude, I said it on a few podcasts, it's one of my biggest mottos, you got to sell it to install it.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's good. I'm
2: You cannot, you cannot install a project if you can't sell it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: like if you're a salesman and you can't know, you don't have no design or no floor. Like when I walk up to the house, the first thing I look at is their front door and I go, Hmm, they got nice curved windows. They're going to want a curvy patio or maybe they're going to want more organic. Oh, that person's got a really square rectangular. So I look at those points and I kind of get those vibes. So you got to sell it before you install it. So it's, it starts there,
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but also the numbers are important too. So if you want to advance, then you should have those numbers already in place for future going on.
0: Do you want to keep the cash flowing this winter? Head over to EntrepreneurAcademy.com and check out all of Brian Fullerton's new courses and powerful resources to get you cashing in on that white gold through plowing snow. The snow plowing training course is easy to understand, and you'll learn what it takes to do the job effectively, and how to bid, price, and estimate snow plowing for both residential and commercial properties. LawEntrepreneurAcademy.com has three new resources to take the hassle and guesswork out of securing your snow removal jobs, plus there's eye-catching marketing materials that can help you secure new clients quickly. Ready to crush the snow game this year? Visit launchpreneuracademy.com or use the link in the podcast description.
1: So I think we come to an agreement on how important profit is. That's kind of what we've hit on here is like profit is everything. Profit is everything at the end of the day. Uh, it's not top line. Like you said, you did 2.6, you take home a couple hundred grand. That's not like you want to make higher profits than that. Um, yeah. Some so, people
2: don't. Some yeah. people are okay. with that. Some yeah. people are thinking they do 5 million and they get their, they get their, you know, their half million. Yeah. You know, some people are okay with that and they, you know, they get their fancy Lambo and they <laughs> drive around and yeah. they're okay with
1: and and I, and no, I think but- it's a lifestyle it, it's what everybody wants individually like if you want to if you want to be very hands off and you have a business that kind of runs without you and you take some you take a little less profit because you're not out there in the field working like I can see that like I, I can understand that but you have to just look at what works for you like that's that's what I'm saying when when guys want to scale and be a little more hands off is like one thing I don't want to see I don't want to see happen is people make bad decisions based off of what somebody's business plan is that works for them you need to look at yeah. you need to look at business plans as a whole and take away guiding principles from them from the guys that are both in the field like yourself now and the guys that are totally out of the field like Francis Caleb Allman. like he's not in the field hardly at all but he has a couple good guys that are in the field
2: as a podcast he also's got this going on there. correct scripts doing that so he actually. You know that, and that's what he wants to do, and that's great. But you know, there's there's direction you want to go, but like, 100%. like all your you're saying, like, how old are you, Jeremiah? By the way, uh, twenty three. Dude, if I was twenty three and <laughs> I knew what, you're doing right now, dude, at, by the time here I'm thirty nine. By the time you turn forty, you should be flipping retired, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the goal. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we make it there one day. Just saying, with all this,
2: like your age, you should be able to put all this stuff you have a very good resource of people you talk to I see all the people that you hang out and talk to and like it's just a matter of what direction do you want your business to go yeah and I think hiring someone and having them leap into it they have to at least do a job interview like a hands-on job interview
1: oh yeah yeah and that's that's the thing is like the where I was going is like you have you want to you got to do what works for you because Caleb Almond is probably taking some less and this is not I'm not, I'm just saying him as an example I don't know yeah, what his, yeah. I don't know what his profit margins are he's probably taking home a little less profit but he's not out there in the field every day but he's like you're saying he's doing other ventures that are that are that are taking up his time so it's like you got to do whatever works for you but you can't just look at almond landscape f- what you, you say and your f- yeah you, you and your f- yeah exactly. You you but you cannot just look at almond landscape and pride hardscape and say oh let's take from one of them and just go their route like you can't no. you got to look at the, everything as a whole and say what works for us let's take great principles that Evan's sharing here and let's take great principles that Caleb's sharing here and principles that Andy is sharing here because Andy's in the field a lot but he's also doing a million dollar project that took a whole year like I mean everybody's business runs differently and so yeah
2: I, mean, I just wrapped up a close to that number of project and took me almost 14 months and we're still got a couple of little small things. And it's, it's been a a big lesson. Yeah. And, but it's, is it worth the reward? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, it's awesome. But now that I know my numbers, that should have been a, about it. It should have been a million dollar job instead of 780. you know what I mean? Then that my profit, then that makes me be able to help expansion. But yeah, I mean, it's so nice that there's this community of people that are willing to talk about it. Like, like I'm open, like some people don't want to talk about like yeah. what happened and what downsides. but I've, everybody that's asked me, I've told them was more profit, more family time. Yeah. That's literally so, what it can. So you know, let me I, ask I, you
1: this. What, how it. do you get more family time? I'm I'm genuinely asking. That's not where, where do you, where does your schedule pick up where you get more family? Is it just, you have less I, headaches because less employees, it, less logistics, you,
2: Less fires. Okay. Less, yeah. fire, less. Um, so instead of me going to try to catch that next job and be a year booked out, like yeah. today, go back, I'm around right around the corner from the job site and go back for 30 minutes, go straight to my daughter's game, daughter's volleyball game and coach
1: your volleyball. Awesome. Like, that's fantastic. I, yeah.
2: But it's about man, not just having a cool business. It's having a cool business and a good family life and a good, uh, community life. Like this it. is what I'm starting to realize that I'm 39 years old and, you know, I've been a big part of this community, but I haven't been for the past few years because of my business got so big that I wasn't able to do this stuff. So, um, the, having the better profit has my lifestyle changed, Jeremiah, it's changing me yeah. and my wife are realizing, okay, we got to cut back a little bit. We got to change this a little bit, but it's 110% for the better for my business, for my employees, for my family, everybody, and me, yeah. most importantly me. You know what I mean? Like the only way for the business to go on is for me to be a solid base for my employees. Yeah. And I feel like I wasn't the past couple of years. I was kind of all over and I didn't pay attention. And I might have lost a couple of good employees because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, truth, Truth be told. But yeah. also, if they weren't willing to go through the struggle, then <clears throat> where were they going to be if it did struggle and the economy crashes like it's going to?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's the hard facts, and you're you're transitioning into where I where I actually wanted to go, uh, for the second half here is, you look at employees, you've had six of them in the last couple of years, you're down to two now. What have you learned as an employer over these last couple of years? Like that is something that I get a lot of that I personally deal with, and I'm trying to do, like we have I have two full time guys now, and it's like. I'm trying to learn how to be an employer and, but not only not just be a good employer, but like how to be someone that can still, that runs a business profitably, but also takes care of guys. And that's the thing. Like I'm a, I'll just, my, my guilty thing is like, I'm a very nice person. I care about people a lot. I, I care about my employees almost too much. I think sometimes. And that's, that's been detrimental to the business. Honestly, like I've paid out way too much money and labor and stuff because I was trying to take care of them. and, I'm having to, like, take a step back and realize that, like, my family, my business is more important than my employees. I, I, unfortunately, like, that if my employees listen to this, they know I care about them. That's not me saying I don't care about my employees. But, like, yeah. we're in business for ourselves, not for our employees. And, like, what have you learned over that time of having six guys now done to two?
2: Um, I think, for one, first off, is there needs to be a um, – we just started doing, like, once a month little meetings. mm communicating on the field like what's going good what went wrong you know like re going through the job sites and going through them and kind of reevaluating them and like making them feel like a part of how the systems can get better and putting in this is all this is all learning to me man this is my sixth year in business dude yeah you're just over the
1: hump like you're just now over that crucial window
2: yeah and like we're we're, we have a good name we have work coming in we're booking out in spring next year you know like we're we're stable, so now um, it's me is ha- finding the right media of how much you want to put in the employer. So what I'm going to be doing in 2024 is putting in bonus incentive contracts. So in Oregon, we just were able to allow employers to assign a three-year contract for bonus incentives. All
1: so right. how does that work?
2: We're going to offer three years, say. Say over three years, you get a twenty thousand dollars bonus. Okay, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the first the first year you get twenty five hundred bucks. Halfway through, you get like ten, and then the last you get throughout your paycheck. Um, you get cola incentives, so cost of living raises every year in that three years. So, cost of living this year was a three dollar price 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 increase. So after three years, you'll get nine dollars wow. on that contract. Um, and then offer. Um, up to like six paid days off, two weeks, like in that contract. But then if you void that contract, then you owe all that back.
1: Uh, that's was, that was my question was to me. Do you have to, do you get all that back if they quit? Yeah.
2: Yeah. So there, there is definitely a, you know, you got to make sure you're And But to me, if you're going to give a job an opportunity and you think you have someone that you want to keep a three years is a pretty like, Hey man, like I can get $20,000 over three years and be ending my pay like at 39 to $40 an hour. If I'm at $30 an hour right now. Yeah. So um, we're going to be starting to do the, in, that incentive with my new employees. I've already talked to them briefly about this. I said, I'm going through some lawyer stuff, trying to figure out what we can and can't say. Yeah. Um, And I'm that's because I need, I need three year commitment because we're going to be booking out a year and a half to two years.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You need to, you need to know you got guys lined up. And, I
2: do, and like, I'm going to hire one other person by next year, but yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to be close to my employees yeah. to show how like, I would do the excavation, how I would set up the logistics, how I would move the gravel so they can see how my 20 years in the industry, I know how things flow like, okay, we're down to one yard of rock. You need to take off and get gravel by the time we're back, gravel's there. So I really wanted to teach them the whole process in person first and then start putting in the system. Mm. I really wanted to get hands on with them um, because I think I lost that in my other jobs where I was just running around putting out fires, delivering materials, and we were just going over hours because I was bidding it for me being there and how I would run the job site. Yeah. Are there now, my old foreman was like, no, we're going to run it my way. Well, yeah. I found out going on, you know, after a year or two later.
1: Yeah. So do you have, um, so is this, is this, and there's no right or wrong answer here, genuine question. Do you have, is, are these processes like to work yourself a little more out of the field in three to five years? Like yeah. you want to train yeah. Like you're just, yeah. you're putting in the hustle, you're putting in the grind to get back out of the field a little bit.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and I want to start another business that deals with hardscape teaching and stuff like that. Cause I've got the social media following now and there's nothing, you know, I don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah don't, don't put any good ideas out there. Or they'll be stolen. So you keep so, that stuff uh, in house.
2: <laughs> yeah. Already, it's not, everybody's already doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like I'm the only one on the West coast that really has that type of following that yeah. would bring people, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's just a, yeah, I mean, I just think keeping employees is, is going to be a learning experience for me too, Jeremiah. Yeah. Um, I think talking once a month, I think having like this uh, Saturday we're having, I'm having them all over for fish and chips, um, having their families over. I think having a fun day once every three months is mandatory. Like go to the top golf go race some golf carts or go do something.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think fun days are mandatory. So four days a year, it's like, let's go have a fun day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I took to Lake last fun day was in August. We went to the lake for the day and they had beers. I don't drink anymore, but they had beers and hung out and just kind of hung out at the lake and dove in and hung out. You know, I took them tubing, you know, grown big. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I'm trying to bring that like family, like I want their cousins, I want their nieces their nephews to come work for us. So I, I, I am. I'm going to transition in three to five years, hopefully have a bigger business again, but I'm going to get back to the bare roots of the business and s- kind of start over, man. Like, yeah.
1: Uh, but, and but I grow really, with the right systems and the processes and all that stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I, but I really enjoy field work, dude.
1: Yeah. And that's that's okay. Like, guys like that, that is, it's not for everybody. Like, sitting in the if, office if, estimating is not for everybody. Like. you be so bad. <laughs> I mean, so fast. I, yeah. I
2: would be another, I would be 200. I'm 240 pounds. I'd be 270 if I did what, uh, just sat in the office and did nothing, dude. I just don't have that metabolism. Like, yeah. I have to do work. Yeah. I have to. Yeah. Or I have to go on the Peloton. and I ain't sure as hell I ain't doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'd sling pavers all day. But the bad thing, the bad thing is you, when you mechanize, you, you start gaining the weight back. That's the bad thing. So uh,
2: I call it hibernation when we slow down. <laughs> wait, wait what'd you say i call it winter hibernation winter, when you slow down winter hibernation yeah yeah, yeah hibernation i, love it. Way. I yeah. love it
1: dude that's also a
2: little chubby it's hibernation way it's okay
1: that's right that's right you're doing it to stay alive yeah um, but
2: when you, it slows down by the way jeremy yeah
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I i understand that so well, man, that, that's really cool. I, I want to be respectful of your time. let you get out there and get that job wrapped up, and then go coach your volleyball game uh, for your daughter. That that's awesome. I love to hear that that that's happening. Um, I tell you what, I want to circle are, back up and uh, go ahead. Are you going to H and A? Yes, yeah, we'll be there. Yeah, so if, for oh, me, yeah. for me, it's for a quip, but yeah, we'll be there. We'll be in the same location. So yeah, same thing, same thing. Yeah, <laughs>
2: same stuff but yeah we'll be there the whole time we'll be at some booths iq booth uh blaze direct booth and also bartels
1: yeah yeah i think i'm gonna make an appearance at the bro life breakfast if i'm if if that invite stands so
2: yeah you're fine man so yeah. we'll
1: we'll see I, I might try to i don't know i have to get like some brunt boots or something just to show up i can't wear my hey dudes or anything out there
2: <laughs> how about this you tell me what size and i'll make sure you got some pride swags then you just look like us
1: there we go see i can just blend in that's that's all we need we'll, we'll make that happen yeah. Um, All right, man. Good yes, deal, buddy. Wait. Yeah, go for it. I, I was just gonna say thank you, thank you for coming on. Where can everybody find you and reach out um, if they want to follow more along with you?
2: Um, so we're on most social media platforms. Uh, we are on t- our Instagram's our biggest uh, one right there. You can DM me there. It's Pride underscore Hardscape, and we're on TikTok, same thing. And we did start YouTube Shorts, so we should have some uh, videos coming out there soon. Um, but yeah, and Facebook, obviously, too. Our Facebook has went from like a thousand followers to almost 10,000 in three months. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but that's cool. So yeah. Facebook, a lot of followers there. So yeah, I appreciate Jeremiah time. You guys, uh, any podcast for the green industry, it's awesome to hear and uh, stay strong, brother.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the show today. Thanks for Evan coming on and joining with us. Hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, if you did, leave us a big five-star rating interview. Reach out to Evan and say thanks for coming on. But without any further ado, that's going to wrap this episode up and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next one.
0: This is your invitation to Law Academy Live 2023 in Novi, Michigan, Saturday, November 11th. The lineup is power-packed. You won't want to miss it. Learn from incredible speakers like Leroy Maines, Keith Calfus, Caleb and Brittany Allman, Sam Gimbel, Weston Zimmerman, and Jeff Joyner, just to name a few. Tickets are on sale now at the early bird registration price of $197 and hurry because seating is limited to just $300. Now through August 31st, first purchase the whole ball of wax and receive a free ticket to LAL 2023 a $200 value once you purchase your ticket you'll be added to our private Facebook group where you can network with other attendees get access to the discounted hotel room block and get the inside scoop for the Friday night party brought to you by Kohler Thank you to this year's sponsors, XMark, SureTrack Trailers, Yardbook, and Boss Snowplow for helping to bring this incredible event to life. We can't wait to see you November 11th, Novi, Michigan at Law Academy Live 2023. Get your ticket today at lawentrepreneuracademy.com or use the link in the podcast description. Law Academy Live. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green podcast. It is an honor to have you listening and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.